Hello and welcome to the Good News in You podcast, where our hope is that through studying God's Word, we could help lead you into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. Hey guys, it's Jacob Chandler here. And Tyler Keenum here with you on this beautiful Thursday afternoon in Tanner, Alabama. How are you today, Jacob? I'm doing great. I'm excited again to, to crank up a, a great Bible study uh, here on the Good News in You podcast. This is only our second episode. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm really excited about this, and I'm really excited about our topic today, Tyler. Um, we're going to talk about how to experience personal revival, you know, personal individual revival in your life. And I think that, you know, daily, um, every Christian needs a daily personal revival. And, and sometimes we have a, a, a skewed view of, of revival. I think, you know, we think of a a guest pastor coming into our church and we think of people crying left and right but that's that's really not what revival is in the in the, it could be but personally sometimes when we're experiencing it by ourselves it's not really what it is is it Jacob right you know we we think we tend to think of when we hear revival we tend to think of a revival week long meeting at a church where uh you know the holy spirit stirs up things and and a preacher comes in and fire and brimstone bangs on the pulpit and, and everybody gets saved and, and rededicated and all those things. But that's not what we're talking about, you know. Right. We're talking about personal revival um, in the midst of whatever you're going through. And, and again, I say, um, just to reiterate, that I think Christians need personal individual revival daily. You know, I think we need to wake up every day and ask God um, to revive us. Right, because uh, we, we constantly fail. So we were constantly having that need to get back right with him. Right. So, so you know, we're going to be in Psalm chapter 51 today. Uh, we're going to look at uh, um, David's um, personal revival. You know, we, we ask the question, how to experience personal revival? And David in Psalm 51, Tyler, gives us a great... Um, a great view and a great insight on how to experience personal revival. Right, and it's it's important to understand where he is in, in, in this passage. It's, it's Psalm 51. Um, we'll be reading 1 through 17. Um, David has, as you all know, uh, committed adultery um, with Bathsheba, um, and he's placed her, her husband on the front lines, and he's, and he's, he's murdered him. Um, and so this is where David's at in his life right now. This is, this is post all this. So this is a prayer that he says here um, in Psalm 51. Um, it says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, 
a broken and contrite heart, O oh God, you will not despise. Wow, what a what a prayer here from David in the midst of like you said uh, of um, he's coming off of have committing adultery with Bathsheba, then murdering her husband, and now he has moved her in with him. He has a baby uh, of from this adulterous relationship. And then we get to see an insight of, you know, there's a parallel psalm to this, Psalm 32, where he talks about your hand was heavy on me, God, night and day. You know, he's been wrestling with this ever since it happened. And wow, what a prayer. And and I can't help but think, like, the, the mental lock that David must be in and right now. He has got to be a mess mentally because... Like, as humans, you know, we, we tell a lie and try to cover it up, and we're in a mess mentally. This guy has committed adultery and murder and tried to cover it up. Like, imagine his his mental state. Like, he is he has got to be, like, not, not getting out of his bed very much anymore, right? Exactly. And, you know, and, and so... To talk about how do we experience personal revival? Where do where do we take this, Tyler, and, and apply it to our own lives? And, and so let's just I'm just gonna we're Tyler and I are gonna break down some points for you here. The first thing that we have to do to experience personal revival, this is what David did uh, in the very very first few verses of this psalm, and that is that he recognized his need for revival. Mm. We need to recognize that we have a need for revival, Tyler. You know, he he starts out with with um, have mercy on me, God, according to your steadfast love. And then he says, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned. You know, I, I would argue, Tyler, that the only time that it's good to have a me problem is when you're confessing sin to God. Mm, absolutely. You know, it's 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 a... It's a personal responsibility thing, you know. As as a especially my generation, your generation, we tend to we tend to place blame on on other people, other things. It was their fault. It wasn't me. No, no, no. This is this is a great first step from David right here, realizing that he was the problem. He was the cause of all this. Now let's make this right. Exactly. He could have, you, you know, he could have blamed everybody else in this in this point. You know, he could have blamed. Uh, if you remember the adulterous story of of how he committed adultery with Bathsheba, she was bathing on the rooftop. He could have blamed her. He could have said, "God, it's her fault because she came out on the rooftop and bathed. I seen her." You know, and, and it's it's Uriah's fault. You know, he should have been at home with his wife. Things like that. And, and he could have blamed everybody, and we do like to do that. But instead, he he has an me problem, mm-hmm. and it's a good problem to have when you are uh, repenting and confessing your sin to God. A good problem to have is an I problem, me, me, me. And I think it's important to realize too that at this point, what it's what it's important that he recognizes his need for revival is that he's not covering up his sin anymore. You know, he thinks that he's covering it up. He thinks he's hiding it, and he's and he can hide it from everybody else, but he's not hiding it from God. No, absolutely not. And as much as that that mental lock breaks men, you know, like you say, God still knows exactly. You know, we try to do that a lot of times. We think we can hide things from God, but man. How how foolish are we to fool ourselves? Right, he already knows it anyway. Why don't why don't we just give it over to him? Why why would we put ourselves through all that trouble in our minds, you know, it to ourselves if we can't just give it to him in the first place? Because he already knows it. Exactly. So so you know he comes to this point where he doesn't blame anybody else. He's not covering his sin anymore, and and he uses like I said those personal pronouns me I help me God I acknowledge my sin, and so so he recognized that he had a need for revival. Tyler, the second thing that he did was that he realized the requirements of revival. So so he kind of came to the point of, 
So I know I need revival. I know I need personal revival. I know I've messed up. I got a me problem. God help me. Cleanse me from my sin. But how does he experience revival? So we see that in verses 16 and 17. What are the requirements of revival? What do I need to bring to the table to God? Mm, and that's and that's something big. This is the, the, the biggest thing right here. It says... It says, For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Exactly. So David says right here that you got to bring your broken heart. You know, it, it does. It takes, um, it takes us being broken to bring before God a broken and contrite heart. You, you know, this is Old Testament. So it would have been... It common for him to say man i'll just go sacrifice an animal i'll go sacrifice a perfect lamb so that i can you know atone for my transgressions but instead he says you don't delight god in sacrifices this isn't a this isn't a sacrifice issue this is a heart issue Mm -hmm. And, and so i have to come to you with a broken and contrite heart you know we we learn the same thing uh from saul saul's rebellion um, in 1 Samuel chapter 15, let me just read those verses to you, uh, verses 22 and 23. Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen better than the fat of rams. So, you know, God wants our broken heart. God wants us to be broken over our sin, and he wants us to obey him. He wants obedience. Because I think that's the point where we finally have to get to, to accept this personal revival. You know, we can't, we can't accept a, a true heart change without being at this point. And, and it, it, it's, it's bad for us as, as humans that we have to actually get this far that God has to break us like this. But sometimes that's what he has to do. Exactly. A lot of times it takes being broken over our sin, and that's what that's what David is here in Psalm 51. You know, we we also learn from Simon the Sorcerer in Acts chapter 8 that that he was willing to pay money to get the power of God. He told the disciples, I'll pay money to get the power of God, but he wasn't do he wasn't willing to do what was required to receive the power of God. And Peter tells him, he says, You can't have part in this matter because your heart is not right with God. Mm-hmm. It ain't about paying money. It ain't about a sacrifice. It ain't about what can I do to get right with God. It's about having a broken and contrite heart and obeying Him and coming before Him and confessing your sin and repenting. That's what we learn from David here in Psalm chapter 51. So, you know, he he recognized his need for revival. He realizes the requirements for revival. And then I think the most important thing that we can see here, Tyler, is that he requested revival. You know, he he asked for revival. God, revive me. Yeah, you know, he just he just flat out says, God, revive me. Look at look at verses um, seven through twelve. Seven through twelve again says, Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all of my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit with me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with the willing spirit. So so he just says, you know, he confesses his sin. He says, it's a me problem. God, I've messed up. He realizes his need. He realizes the requirements. And then he says, God, just revive me. Clean me. Give me a clean heart. 
you know, you know, I find it interesting too, Tyler, in, in that verse, um, in verse eight, he says, "Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice." You know, broken tell, bones don't rejoice. Broken do bones that's, don't rejoice. That's something interesting. Yeah. So, so an interesting, you know, thought to that. An interesting illustration of that is that David um, was a shepherd, and so he knows knows a story of that in that day when a sheep would repetitively walk away from the fold, when it would run away and go outside the fold, that eventually the shepherd would break its legs and carry it until it was healed so that it wouldn't leave the fold anymore. So maybe that's what he's talking about, Tyler. Mm. That the broken bones rejoice. The broken, the bones that you have broken rejoice. But I, and it's also important to understand that 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 he does break his legs. But what does he do after that? He carries it. He carries it. He carries it around until it's healed. And I think that's a that's just a beautiful illustration of of the passage right here. You know, we 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 run away, we hit rock bottom, and we have to be punished, and we are punished rightfully so. But we're still recklessly loved by a God who will carry us to our to our next destination in life. And that's that's just that's so peaceful for myself. Right. It's a beautiful picture of God's love. So so he recognizes his need for revival. He realizes his requirements for revival. He requests revival. He says, God revive me, clean me, create in me a clean heart. And then so so we get there, right? You know, this is how we experience personal revival. We recognize we have a need, we realize the requirements and we request it. But then there's some results. Mm. And you know, Tyler, if I told you that a tornado was going on outside this building while we were in here doing this, and then we walked out, we would expect to see what? Some damage. Some damage. Debris laying around, stuff like that. Some results of the tornado, the aftermath. And if we experience true personal revival, I think you're going to see some results. Yeah, there's there's definitely going to be a, a, a heart change and an attitude change in the in the way you treat people and in, in the way you you walk and you talk. You know, it's it's going to be a, a a different you, so to speak. Exactly. And so so David here in Psalm 51, not only does he give us the how to experience personal revival, but in verses 13 through 15, he gives us some evidence that true personal revival has come in our lives. So so let's look at that. He says in verse 13, Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open up my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. So verse 13 tells us that he's going to share. He says, I'll teach transgressors your ways. If true personal revival has come in our life, Tyler, we're going to share it with people. Mm. And we won't... We won't share it half-heartedly, too. You know, sometimes we go into sharing, quote-unquote, there as, oh, well, I'm just going to go plant a seed today. You know, oh, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go share this, but I'm not, I'm not going to press it. You know, it's just going to be the no. David says right here in 13 that I'll teach transgressors and sinners will return to you, which means he's going hard and he's going full-heartedly. He's going passionately towards them. Exactly. He says sinners will return. He, he's expecting to share the gospel, the good news, he's expecting to share God's way with them and and them to come to him. Mm-hmm. And then, so so he evangelizes. 
you know, if we if we've experienced true personal revival, we're gonna we're gonna go out and tell people about it. We're gonna evangelize, but then we're gonna worship him. And I think that's a very important thing. He says in verse fourteen, "My tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness." Oh Lord, open up my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. So it's very important that we go and tell people if we've experienced true personal revival. A result of that is that we would go tell people, and it's very important that we would worship him. And not just in church on Sundays and Wednesdays, but worship him daily. And it uses it uses strong words here. My tongue will sing aloud of your place, and my mouth will declare your your praise. You know, we often use declare for things that God said in, in the Old Testament. So this is this is big news right here. You are going you're you're gonna wholeheartedly pursue this kind of worship. Exactly. So that's that's what we want to give you today here on the Good News and You podcast is that how do you experience true personal revival? Maybe you've got something that you're struggling with. Maybe maybe it's not murder or adultery, but maybe it's pride. Maybe it's it's gossip. Maybe it's not something as drastic as murder or adultery, but you're still holding on to it, and you've got something in your life that you're trying to cover up. This is how you experience personal revival. Nobody knows better than David at this point. He recognized his need. He realized the requirements, and he requested it. And my prayer is that you would experience true personal revival and that you would go out and show the results of revival. And if you haven't yet, we we challenge you to get on your face before God So and say, God, here I am. Mend me. Exactly. So thank you. Uh, thank you, Tyler, again for another great episode of the Good News and You podcast. Y'all stay tuned in uh, and, and keep listening to us um, that we would help you grow uh, in the Word of God and, and grow in a deeper relationship with Jesus. Thank you guys so much. Y'all have a blessed day. Hey guys, Tyler here. Thanks again for listening to the Good News and You podcast. We hope you were as blessed by it as we were today. If you like us, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Until next time, God bless.